What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. Welcome back, everyone, to the Elevated Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Sagala, once again, back at it with you. And we got to talk about this past week of NFL football. What a crazy week it has been. Some great big takeaways, some more injuries regarding the Denver Broncos, unfortunately. Uh, But some record-breaking game and some incredible performances. We'll get all into it, starting now with the NFL show. I'm your host, Eric Sagala, here once again. We're breaking it down to you. What had happened? What the hell happened this past week? Well, it all started on a Thursday night on September 23rd. When the Carolina Panthers battled the Houston Texans in Houston. And, of course, the biggest surprise undefeated team right now is the Carolina Panthers, who are now 3-0. After that victory on Thursday night, they faced their better rival at Houston Texans. And without Deshaun Watson, well, it kind of was all Carolina's game. Uh, Houston doesn't look that great. Uh, Davis Mills, he he looks like he's uh, struggling out there. But, I mean, hey, he's a rookie. He was one of the lowest drafted rookie quarterbacks this year. So you can't really expect a whole lot from him. But, damn, if Tyrod didn't go out... And if Deshaun Watson didn't have all these problems, Jesus Christ, just what a what a person Deshaun Watson is just to be that that level of of I don't even know what the hell word I'm thinking of, just that that big in the spotlight. And you just throw it all away. I mean, I I, I guess I, I am jumping to conclusions, but it's kinda hard to shrug off twenty-two complaints and some of them are have got the police involved, so that's why. And I'm still surprised that the NFL haven't put him on the exempt list. But Jesus, what a story. And the minute you take him out, and then your team is completely irrelevant. So they just sat there and bent over and received the whooping. Uh, for you Bronco fans who are diehard fans of the once great Philip Lindsay, listen to this stat line. Seven rushes for five yards. That's an average of 0.7 yards per carry. His longest was a three-yard run. Phil Lindsay. Damn. They're really working you in Houston. Carolina, on the other hand, they whooped some ass. They scored 24 points. 24-9 was the final score, and uh, it didn't come without a uh, sacrificial cost for your Carolina. It looked like... Uh, Christian McCaffrey had injured himself. I mean, it wasn't a re-aggravated injury of his knee or anything like that. Nothing that serious, but it was a hamstring injury. And uh, he left and did not return for that game. Uh, He finished the game with seven rushes for 31 yards. Not really. And oh, two receptions for nine yards, but not really productive in that game. Uh, Sam Darnold was pretty productive yardage wise. I mean, he had 304 yards. He did get sacked three times. Um, and he did have two fumbles, but didn't lose him. So good for you, bro. Uh, but 304 yards, no touchdowns. Eh. I think, uh, oh, well, Sam Darnold did run two in, so I guess I missed that. Anywho, anyway, they received the whooping, so they got their asses whooped. 
Cheers all around. Carolina is 3-0, but they did lose their top number one draft pick this year. Uh, Number eight overall, J.C. Horn, the cornerback that was picked over Patrick Sertan, surprisingly. He is out for the year, I believe, with the torn ACL. As for Christian McCaffrey, there hasn't been a timetable yet on when he's going to return. I don't know. I don't have him on my fantasy team. I don't have to deal with that headache. So thank God for that. But uh, some breaking news that had happened over this past week. There's going to be a super wild card weekend. That sounds fun. Super wild card weekend. So in the wild card, of course, you know, the new NFL playoff changes that have happened. There's going to be only the top one number one seeds in each conference. So whoever's number one in the AFC and NFC, they will have a week off. The number two seed will now have to play in the playoffs. They will have to play like the seventh ranked team. So that's what's going on. But with that big news is that they're going to be adding Monday night football to the playoffs. So uh, the Monday night crew on ESPN, they're probably happy about that and can't wait to get that going. So that should be interesting weekend, Um, especially if you consider that the Denver Broncos have an opportunity to make a playoff push this year. So you Bronco fans. This is this is awesome, especially uh, that fact that the Broncos are the other three and O team in the NFL. That that's pretty huge. Um, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey he didn't return after that hamstring injury, so um, haven't really heard anything about his return. But speaking of returns, during the Cleveland Brown and Bears match, guess who came back? That's right, OBJ Odell Beckham Jr returned on Sunday and helped the Browns get a victory against the Chicago Bears. And in that game, he did have an impact right away. I mean, he was uh, it was great to see him in the first drive and uh, a few plays after that, just, you know, right away getting some plays. So El- Odell had some solid numbers, five receptions, 77 yards. I feel like he's going to have to step up big time because I heard Jarvis Landry is going to be out for some time. So that sucks. I mean, that's kind of like the same thing with, you know, you don't ever see Odell Beckham Jr. Jarvis Landry out on the field at the same time. I think they probably had like one year when it was like that. It's just like the Broncos. You never see Bradley Chubb and Von Miller out there at the same time, except for that one year. But uh, other than that, I mean, Nick Chubb, he had 22 carries for 84 yards in that game. And Kareem Hunt, I mean, he is just one of the best backup running back. I don't even think there is a better backup running back than Kareem Hunt. He had 10 carries for 81 yards, and he was definitely the more productive one. He got a touchdown in that game. Um, But yeah, Kareem Hunt is just, he's just great to see. Phenomenally. And you know, Baker Mayfield's going out there doing his business. Uh, 246 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he hasn't really been like the most explosive guy um, as far as, you know, stats, but he gets the job done last week. He, uh, or the week before last week, he had a, his shoulders popped out of his socket and he shoved that shit right back in. And he was out there slinging it out like it was nothing. Granted it was his other left. It was his left shoulder. It wasn't his throwing shoulder. So it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks who, uh, this quarterback can't do shit. He was god-awful in this last performance. Granted, he was a, a, f- a rookie thrown into the fire due to a Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton injury. Justin Fields, 
six six completions out of 20 attempts for only 68 yards. He was sacked nine times in that game, and he finished the game with a rating of 41.3. David Montgomery didn't do much for his offense. He had uh, only 34 yards on the ground. And Allen Robinson, if you have him on your fantasy team, I feel bad for you because he only had two receptions, 27 yards. I had him, and guess what? I started him. And those two points did me no good. So, Allen Robinson, uh, with a team that doesn't have an answer at quarterback right now. I mean, I think it's time to just throw Nick Foles in. I don't know what the hell they're doing with uh, Trey Lance. I mean, sorry, not Trey Lance. Justin Fields. Now, there's so many rookie quarterbacks, you know, it's hard to keep track. Wait, where did he go? You know, even though I was kind of like high on Justin Fields before the draft came up, I just kind of like don't even know anymore i don't know why i was so high on these guys and watching them perform i'm like damn man i mean like i just i just have that high standard for quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round if you're not an andrew Locke or like a a robert griffin the third and you're taking your teams to the playoffs for the I, i granted i know the washington football team had a better uh roster all around when mike shanahan was there and when he drafted rg3 they were set up for a uh, a championship. Well, not really a championship run, but a playoff run. As for Andrew Locke, I mean, Andrew Luck. Not Andrew Locke. We'll talk about him later. Andrew Luck, the first overall pick in 2012. He went to the Indianapolis Colts. Didn't really have a whole lot of help around him, but they were rebuilding. I mean, that was the year that Peyton was out, and they drafted this kid who was supposed to be the comp- like the guy who was going to lead this team. And you know what? He did something that Peyton Manning didn't do. He took his team to the playoffs his rookie year. And that's pretty incredible. Same with RG3. So those are the standards that I hold him to. If you can't get wins in your first round pick of a quarterback, I mean, what are you doing, man? Wait, what do you... I, just, I don't understand it. I just... I Yeah, I just hold them to a high standard. And if you can't perform, then... They're a bum! I wouldn't really say all that, but hey, you know... It's been an interesting week, though. That's for sure. Uh, What else happened in the NFL? Oh, the Denver Broncos got their first shutout. I mean, that's epic, but we'll talk about them later. We'll get more into the Broncos. Um, The Baltimore Ravens. That is the Denver Broncos' next opponent. And damn, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Detroit Lions 19-7 off of a record-breaking field goal. 66 yards? you kidding me? That was incredible. I mean, it was a doink. You know, smoking doinks. It doinked off of the bottom of the crossbar. Just kind of flew in, hit the back of the net, and I was like, damn, he got that. Fuck you, Justin Tucker. Because I was really, like, rooting on the Lions. I'm like, ah, Lions are going to get the first win, you know. Detroit. So close from, from pulling that victory off. But you know what? I watched that game, and you know what I noticed? Right as it happened, and shocked that nothing got done because of it. The play before should have been called delay of game. I'm sitting there watching, and it's two seconds have gone by, and it still says the play clock is at zero. I'm like, why are they not throwing the flag? They did not throw the flag. And Lamar Jackson completed a first down, I believe. Got him in a field goal. Well, eh, Justin Tucker field goal range and knocks down 66 yards. Field goal. I mean, look, wow. But the Ravens, I mean, I'm, like I've said earlier, I'm not so scared about the Ravens. You know, I that was, thought this was going to be the real test. If you can stop 
Lamar Jackson on the ground game, force him to throw the ball, I think that's your advantage. That's the way you're going to beat the Ravens. So that was an incredible... That, yeah, that was one of the biggest headlines that happened this year, uh, this past week. That was crazy. Um, next, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants, God, I just don't know about this team anymore. I mean, they lost to the Falcons. I thought the Falcons was a worse, te- a worse team than the New York Giants. I guess I was wrong. That was just, just a bad performance. I mean, who who is the most exciting player to watch on the Giants? Is it Saquon Barkley coming back from an injury? Eh. I say Kenny Galladay because I was a big fan of him when he was playing in Detroit. But on the Falcon side, I mean, you still have a veteran, a former MVP in Matt Ryan. Um, but Cordell Patterson was the bigger playmaker in that game over Calvin Ridley was a Alabama first round wide receiver and I thought that was going to be an epic kind of like duo you know Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and Kyle Pitts and Julio Jones didn't want to play with that I mean he wanted out that would be exciting but now I mean this 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 offense is pretty one-dimensional I mean I don't even know who the running back is Mike Davis yeah 12 carries 50 yards nothing I mean There's just nothing exciting. I mean, there was nothing exciting about the game. I wasn't going to watch it. I watched the highlights and I was just like, eh, good job. John Way Koo. That's my favorite player on the Falcons. So right on Koo. Saints and New England Patriots. Uh, Yeah, I called the Saints was going to win that one. I had no worry that Sean Payton was going to get his team to bounce back in a positive manner. And they did. They did great. They responded to New England, and you know what? Mac Jones, another one of those rookie quarterbacks, didn't look too swell. But Jameis Winston, I mean, 128 yards, two touchdowns, only 128 yards. And one of those throws that he threw in the end zone for a touchdown to Callaway, that was, those were those types of passes that used to get Jameis Winston in trouble. Those Those type of passes were the reason why he led the league in touchdowns and interceptions. Because he just used to be, he's just a great gunslinger. And he just straight up, like I've said before, he reminds me of Brett Favre. And that's what he, exactly what he looked like. I mean, just going out there gunslinging it, it just no care in the world. And he looks like he's having a blast. So right on Jameis Winston, right on Saints, 28 to 3 over the Patriots. And I hate Bill Belichick and the Patriots because I, I just hate seeing a team up on top for so long. It gets old. Ugh. The Cincinnati Bengals played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Cincy. What are y'all doing up there in Cincy? Uh, I, I figured that the this is one of the games that I got wrong. I only got three games wrong in my picks. This is one of them. I had Pittsburgh beating Cincinnati. thought they were an overall better team. I guess I was wrong, man, but Joe Burrow threw for 178 yards, three touchdowns, including a couple to, uh, to his homeboy, Jamar Chase former teammate uh and then another one to tyler boyd uh but joel mixon looked good out there he was he got 90 yards on the ground the pittsburgh Steelers, though i mean ben roethlisberger big ben you're looking old homeboy you're looking old i mean yeah he's 39 years old and that's pretty old that's pretty old in quarterback years i don't care who you say once you hit that 38 year old mark after that 38 and higher you're you're kind of like 
in danger of of really hurting yourself and i saw that with brett Favre. You know, in 2010, 2009, those two years, I mean, it re- really it happened in the playoffs against the uh, the headhunting New York, New Orleans Saints. They knocked him out of the, the, the playoffs. But then the ne- next year, he was just getting rattled around. And that's what I'm seeing with Big Ben. I mean, he's looking like he's getting hurt. I saw him like getting up all tender like and I was just like, oh, man, dude, just retire. You old fart. Najee Harris was the most exciting offensive player on that team. He led the team in receiving yards and rushing. So he had like a combined of 142 yards. No touchdowns though. Sad. Hmm. Sad. But uh, yeah, the Bengals, damn, 24 to 10 against Pittsburgh. Just kept on throwing touchdowns. It just, I don't know what's going on with Pittsburgh's offense. I think they just need to move on from Big Ben because he's starting to look kind of, you know, scared out there. In other games, we got the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Tennessee Titans. The Indianapolis Colts didn't stand a chance against their longtime rival. As of course you know, the Tennessee Titans have one of the greatest weapons of all time. Okay, I wouldn't say of all time, but of current era. He has the secret weapon of, well, he's not a secret weapon anymore, but Derrick Henry, 113 yards. No touchdowns in this game, but was very efficient, and he always is. And Ryan Tannehill is still playing pretty good. Uh, Three touchdowns, two interceptions, but only 197 yards. They were still able to get the job done. Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz. He got sacked two times, only 194 yards, no touchdowns, but no picks, rating a 66.7. I just, this is one of those teams that doesn't excite me. Michael Pittman, I just wish that I could see more of him. Um, But we'll see what happens when T.Y. Hilton comes back, I think, in the next coming weeks. I know I said uh, a couple episodes ago he was going to be out for at least three weeks. He was put on IR, but... Well, we'll see. I mean, he could end up missing the whole year. I don't know. But yeah, the Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts 25 to 16. Uh, The Colts are now 0-3 this year. Tennessee Titans 2-1. Washington football team did nothing against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills just whooped up on Washington 43 to 21. Bills are sitting pretty at 2-1. The Washington football team are 1-2, and I had this team picked as winning their division at the beginning of the year. I'm not so sure about that. I I think it's slowly leaning towards the Dallas Cowboys, granted as long as everyone stays healthy. But yeah, Tyler Henneke, he's he's hanging in there, man. I mean, he's, he's throwing some decent numbers. Some numbers that you wouldn't expect from a backup quarterback. But I think it's time that we all just say bye-bye to Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick is another one of the old quarterbacks that we just don't need to see anymore. So... Yeah, Buffalo, I mean, what do, you, what do you expect? Josh Allen, look at these numbers, man. Just 358 yards, four touchdowns. Um, see, none of these teams have great ground numbers other than, like, Tennessee, Cleveland. Guys with really good dynamic running backs, they, they're the ones that are busting out those big numbers. But Zach Moss, 60 yards, that's nothing too exciting. And now I'm a big fan of the running back position. But Cole Beasley, he had 98 yards. Emmanuel Sanders had 94 yards and two touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders, thought you were tired, bro. <laughs> Big fat curly headed fuck. Oh yeah, I'm a curly headed fuck. Yeah, 
the oh one of the biggest upsets of the of the of this of this the freaking week this uh, the los angeles chargers coming away with the victory over the kansas city chiefs la chargers 30 to 24 on the chiefs in arrowhead what the fuck is going on with the kansas city chiefs yo so yeah now the chiefs are uh, bottom of the division fourth in the afc west while the chargers are two and one third in the afc west but that victory alone kind of like helps catapult them to potentially top of the division if one of uh if, if one or two of the other two afc teams ends up losing but yeah, the game started off with three consecutive turnovers by the Kansas City offense. Yeah, that's not going to win you any games. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what Kansas City's going on, but a lot of people don't want to talk about the uh, Super Bowl hangover that happens. Really, uh, it, it happens to the team that loses the Super Bowl, not the team that wins most of the time. Granted, Tampa Bay did lose this past week, but they lost to a really good team. As for the Chiefs, I mean, they're they're heading the wrong way. Granted, you know, I, I feel like they're going to rally back. You know, this is the Chiefs. This is Patrick Mahomes. This is Andy Reid. It's a great team overall, and I feel like they're going to get things done. Hey, Josh Gordon's back in the NFL. He's going to be smoking that grass up in uh, Kansas City. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't think he's smoking pot anymore. Uh, so good for you, Josh Gordon. That's awesome. Um, great to come back to the NFL. You were a dynamic player. Great to watch. Fun to watch especially when you were in Cleveland, busting off 300-yard game performances. That shit's awesome. I can't wait to see that. But yeah, quarterback comparison, I mean, you look, Justin Herbert, 281 yards, four touchdowns, compared to Patrick Mahomes, 263 touchdowns and two picks. Yeah, Justin Herbert's numbers are going to win you games. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he looked, he looked good. I mean, he, he definitely got more rushing yards, finally. Um, but two weeks in a row, bro, you have another fumble. Yikes. So, you know, I can't wait until this team meets up again in the AFC West. The Chiefs and the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, what else happened? Uh, the Cardinals beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence throwing flea flicker picks off of his back foot. Cardinals trying to go for a field goal at the end of the half ends up getting that field goal returned for a hundred a record-breaking 109 yards return for a touchdown that was awesome that was a pretty cool play and I just remember I don't even remember who was calling that game but he just said Agnew Agnew down the sideline Agnew and that was just yeah he felt that energy and that that place was rocking, man. So, I mean, Jacksonville can get like that, you know. I don't know what's going to happen with this team, though. But Jacksonville, they need to figure something out. Third in the AFC South. 0-3. Well, the Cardinals in the NFC West are one of the top teams. And I can't wait for Arizona and the Los Angeles Char or Los Angeles Rams to play each other. That's going to be an epic showdown. The Dolphins almost beat the Las Vegas Raiders. They went up 14-0 against this team. And right away, I was like, oh, man, the momentum's all in Miami's team. But that momentum instantly changed when they threw a screen pass to a wide receiver in the back of their runs when they were backed up all the way at their one and he gets sacked gets the safety after that it was the raiders all the way granted the dolphins had a final drive to tie the game at the end 
bring them to overtime. They both kicked a field goal, but it was the Las Vegas Raiders who ended up pulling out the victory. And for the Raiders to almost lose to the Dolphins, I mean, I'm not too intimidated by the Raiders either. And I don't think anybody should. I mean, they almost lost to the Dolphins the previous week. They had barely... Well, no, I guess they beat the Steelers and... Who else did they beat? They beat the Ravens, right? No, okay, so they beat the Ravens. That was a pretty good, good, good win. They beat... Damn, I just talked about this. Yeah, they beat the Steelers, but... Big Ben's looking rusty. But they almost lose to the Dolphins. That's one one thing. Dolphins had Jacoby Brissett, their backup quarterback out there. And yeah, I don't really know the identity of Miami. So... For them to go like that, I'm not I'm not scared of the Raiders. Not scared of the Chiefs, but I say that reluctantly. Chiefs are the Chiefs, and I'm not scared of the Chargers, though, because the Chargers are always going to charge her. We all know how that goes. Automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. The Seattle Seahawks, they played the Minnesota Vikings. And my mentor told me that I was fucking crazy for thinking that the Vikings were going to beat the Seahawks, but the Vikings almost beat the Cardinals. They, their offense is starting to click, and I just knew that that this was a perfect game for them to get into the win column. Because, I mean, Mike Zimmer is a pretty damn good coach. He's taken the Vikings into that winning tradition. I don't know how that team's going to be without Gary Payton since uh, the Denver Broncos got him. But overall, I mean, they, they have talent all around them, and they're, they're pretty good. So Vikings get back in the win column. They're 1-2 and two now. Seahawks are 1-2. and two. They're at the bottom of the NFC West right now. So, And the Broncos also signed a practice squad wide receiver from the Seattle Seahawks and David Moore. And he has had some productive games in Seattle, so that should be exciting. Tampa Bay lost their first game of the season to the LA Rams. This is the team that I have picked in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. The LA Rams beating them 34-24. to 10-point win. That's, that's pretty big over the defending Super Bowl champions. The quarterback of the Rams, Matthew Stafford, the new quarterback, passed for 343 yards, four touchdowns. Man, he was looking great. He was the only shining bright star on my fantasy team, and I'm glad I have him. So that, that was great to watch. And then Deshaun Watson, or sorry, Deshaun Jackson emerging out of nowhere to get three receptions, 120 yards, and a big, deep touchdown. That was awesome to see. I, I miss you, Deshaun. You were one of my favorite players to watch. And Cooper Cup, he's doing a great job, too. Nine receptions, 96 yards, consistent numbers, two touchdowns. This is really a fun offense to watch, and you know what the talent that they have on defense. Brady, on the other hand, he was sacked three times. He had 432 yards, one passing touchdown. He led the team in rushing, too. Surprisingly, 14 yards. Not bad, Brady. Not bad. Mike Evans, you know, putting up his same good numbers, 106 yards. Chris Godwin got 74. And a touchdown. So, I mean, Tampa Bay just couldn't couldn't compete with this team. And I feel like Sean McVay was... Sean McVay looks like a quarterback who's just, just the happiest guy on this planet. He doesn't have Jared Goff anymore giving him headaches. And he's just happy all the time. And that's great. I, I would love to be part of that coaching staff of Sean McVay. He knows what he's doing. And he's a young dude. And he's took his team to a Super Bowl already. He could have been the youngest 
coach to win a Super Bowl. But, of course, you know, the ways things happen, of course, Tom Brady happened and they ended up losing. I think even he had the number one offense and only scored, what, nine points in that Super Bowl? I don't know. That was a boring-ass snoozer of a Super Bowl. That was worse than Broncos Seahawks. Then on uh, Sunday night to end it all, it was Green Bay going into San Francisco. And in San Francisco, it was just nothing but red in the in the stands. It was great. San Fran, that's that's going to be one of those top NFC teams. I mean, look at them. They just held in that game. They, they almost won it. But they gave Aaron Rodgers way too much time with 37 seconds. I know you say that with anybody else. 37 seconds is not not enough time. Let me look at Patrick Mullins. He had like 50 seconds and he still couldn't get it done. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is just one of those great comeback, come from behind quarterbacks who will either tie it or win it. Yeah, man, got Mason Crosby in perfect position to make that game winning field goal. The Packers sit pretty at two and one and they're first in the AFC or NFC North. San Francisco is third in the NFC NFC West with two and one. And, uh, you know, I like Garoppolo. I I like the way he, he he's handling this whole quarterback controversy. It's not letting it get to him. He's not playing like shit. He's not going out there like Jake Plummer and playing God awful, knowing that there's a Jay Cutler behind you or anything. Cause Trey Lance, he did have that one play where he just ran it in. Good for you, Trey. Get your touchdowns. They have these packages for him, but you know, but the Packers, you know, Packers are going to do what the Packers do. Look at the Devonte Adams numbers. I mean, 12 receptions, 132 yards, a touch. He's always looking good. Aaron Jones. He's looking good, too, with 82 rushing yards. He had one rushing touchdown. Packers, man, they're great. And then this third week of football ended with a uh, Philadelphia trip to Dallas. And uh, they didn't know what was waiting for them in Dallas. Dallas whooped their asses 41 to 21. And now Dallas, of course, sits number one in the NFC East with a 2-1 record. Philadelphia is third in the NFC East with 1-2. Granted, Jalen Hurts did have over 320 yards. Uh, He threw two touchdowns, but he also got sacked twice and threw two picks, giving him an overall rating of 86.1. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he also led the team in rushing with 35 yards. And they just just couldn't get it done. They just... Too many mistakes, not enough... Not enough playmakers on that team, I think. As for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott is doing what he does. Three passing touchdowns. He was sacked four times, though. And uh, he did lose a fumble. He was actually fumbled twice. So, I mean, they brought the Phil Eagles brought the pressure. And I, I like these close divisional matchups. But this one wasn't close at all. I mean, this was just a blowout. But I like close divisional matchups, and that's what I was hoping for and kind of got the opposite. I knew Dallas was going to win because Dallas is playing great. Ezekiel Elliott, he's getting his numbers up 95 yards, and then Tony Pollard. I like the way he runs. He, too, he got uh, 60 yards, but Ezekiel Elliott got two rushing touchdowns, and that's great to see him get those touchdowns in because I was talking, you know, I was kind of critiquing him a bit last week. So it's great to see those changes here uh, with with the Dallas Cowboys and uh, this was a very fun past weekend um,
Now we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos getting the first shutout of the NFL season. Whooping up on the Jets 29 to... 20, sorry, 26 to nothing. And of course, I was like, a lot of people around the local Colorado media thought this was going to be the week that Teddy Bridgewater makes his first um, mistake of the season. Didn't really see that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had 235 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked twice. Come on, O-line, you got to step up because they're hurting too. Sounds like no Graham Glasgow or Dalton Reisner for this next game. They're questionable, so we don't know if we're going to get them back. Uh, We will not be getting back K.J. Hamler, unfortunately. So the Denver Broncos lose a key wide receiver, and that's just... That sucks, man, because we already lost Jerry Judy for a couple of weeks. Now we're going to need Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Fant to really step up their games. Noah Fant, definitely. Because when you go in there and only get two receptions, 15 yards against a uh, pretty awful team all around, I mean, you, those numbers aren't going to cut it. But Tim Patrick, he's looking like that solid wide receiver, man, for that team. Mr. Reliable is what they're calling him. Javante Williams got his first rushing touchdown as a running or as a uh, Denver Bronco. Same with uh, Melvin Gordon; he got his first touchdown of the year. <clears throat> that was great to see. And as for the New York Jets, I mean, what is there to talk about? Zach Wilson, 160 yards. Yeah, those two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, a rating of 42.6. Oh yeah. How about Michael Carter only getting 24 yards on the run? So, I mean, we have a, the Denver Broncos have a pretty good rushing defense. But the real challenge for them is going to come next week against the Baltimore Ravens. I can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, 26 to nothing. That's that's an epic, epic ass kicking. The Denver Broncos, they will play the Baltimore Ravens next. That's their next challenge. And like I said, if they, if they can stop the passing all right sorry the rushing game of lamar jackson i definitely think they have a chance to beat him and they have it in them and why not why why can't they beat the baltimore why can't they be ranked you know higher than than what some of the people are you know i haven't done any sort of power rankings but i think i should since everybody else gets in the spirit of doing it and they think they're all experts you know maybe i'm an expert too god damn it Maybe I think the Broncos are better ranking than 18 or 19 or 13 or in the middle of the pack. You know, I wouldn't say they're top five, but, you know, maybe lower, you know, 7 to 12. That's that's their range, I think. Seven being the highest ceiling possible right now. Considering all the injuries, I think the Denver Broncos can beat the Baltimore Ravens because it's going to be in Denver and Denver gets loud against these big opponents and I don't think Lamar Jackson has played in Denver yet he's played in Kansas City but he hasn't played in Denver and that's going to be a challenge for him it's going to be a challenge for the Broncos and their defense see how they respond to a quarterback who's able to to run and be, be as unique as him you know people are Kind of making the comparison of Lamar Jackson to um, the great Barry Sanders, but I mean, yeah, I kind of, I have to say, you know, in an elusive way, yeah, he's kind of up there. He, the playmaking ability, is definitely up there 
almost up there with Barry Sanders. It's fun to watch. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback to watch, except for those games where he starts getting rattled around and just starts looking like shit. And he's forced to pass. So that's what the Broncos have to do. Force him to pass in order to beat him. It's going to be an interesting matchup. And speaking of predictions, we'll get into the picks for this upcoming week. Week four of the NFL football season. Uh, week four, we'll start off with Thursday. The matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and Jacksonville Jaguars. Originally, I had thought, you know, maybe Jacksonville will get their first win this year. But Cincinnati's looking looking sharp. They're looking better. And I can't wait till they play Cleveland to see where they really rank in that division. And Baltimore, too, because, you know, Baltimore could end up losing to anybody. Washington football team will go up against Atlanta Falcons. Um, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm picking Cincinnati to beat Jacksonville in that la- in Thursday night. So, yeah. Washington against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm picking Washington over the Atlanta Falcons. I think that the uh, Washington football team, their defense is going to step up. I feel like Tyler Henneke is going to only improve throughout the season. So, that'll be a good matchup. Buffalo Bills... And Houston Texans, I'm picking Buffalo over Houston, obviously. Houston, I feel like, is going to be the worst team this year. Maybe Jacksonville. I don't know. Those two teams. Anyway. Yeah, see, AFC South. Not a big fan of the South. Um, Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears, you know what? If you're going to go with Justin Fields again, homie, I'm going to go with Detroit Lions in this one. Detroit almost beat Baltimore in that thriller of a game. So I'm going with Detroit Lions over the Chicago Bears, even though Chicago Bears got a pretty good defense. I feel like Detroit's going to do good here. Uh, oh, damn, and they even got rid of uh, Jamie Collins on their team, who was a veteran on that that defense. And that was a sp- they, they were trying to trade him. Couldn't get anything to trade him, so they just released him. So he's available. Go get him. Carolina Panthers and Dallas Cowboys. This is where I actually think the Carolina Panthers are going to get the first loss of the season. I'm picking the Cowboys. Cowboys are looking looking great on offense. And that's going to be a fun matchup. Eh, I don't know. Maybe Carolina's just going to shit the bed completely and look crappy. Um, next matchup, Dolphins and Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Colts are just looking ice cold. The Dolphins almost beat the Raiders, and they're looking hot, even with Jacoby Brissett. So I'm excited to see that one. Hopefully they they respond well and kind of play angry, but not too angry where they injure Carson Wentz because that'll be just tragic for him. Cleveland Browns and Minnesota Vikings. This is going to be a good matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, though. Uh, I like the Vikings. Like their offense. But the Cleveland Browns, man, they, behind that that awesome running back tandem, I think they're going to get it done. So Cleveland Brown over the Minnesota Vikings. New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants. I'm going to pick the Saints over the Giants. Jameis Winston's going to play good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Giants suck. Um, yeah, so if you're a New York fan, you probably don't want to listen to me because I'm only stating the facts. And the New York teams, other than Buffalo, kind of suck in the NFL. Tennessee Titans going to New York to play the Jets. Of course, I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Jets are just in trouble. Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going with Kansas City in that matchup. 
Ooh, this is what I was talking about. This is going to be the game of the week. This is going to be... Oh, this is going to be so fun. Arizona Cardinals going up against the Los Angeles Rams. And between these two teams, I'm actually sticking with the Arizona Cardinals, surprisingly. Even though I said that the Rams are the best team in the NFC, I'm going to say that the Cardinals are going to give them all that they're worth and they're going to pull off an incredible win the last second, maybe. I don't know. The Cardinals are something else this year. I like Kyler Murray. He's, he's my MVP pick. So it should be interesting. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, another NFC West matchup. So two back-to-back NFC matchups. Oh, man. I love that. So, yeah, this is when these these divisional games start getting interesting. And Seattle and San Francisco, they always put up a good matchup. So I'm picking San Francisco over Seattle. Right on, right on. And, of course, Sunday is also the Denver Broncos and Baltimore Ravens. Here's where you're wanting to hear, huh? You're probably like, what is he going to say? Well, you know what? I'm saying that the Denver Broncos are going to pull off of an incredible victory over the Baltimore Ravens and that our defense is legit and that we stop Lamar Jackson. Because I feel like if you allowed Lamar Jackson just to beat you with his legs, then you don't deserve to win. So I feel like they're going to lock that down. And if the Baltimore Ravens win, it has to be through his arm. And then I'll stop talking shit about Lamar Jackson's passing abilities. And I'll just say, Lamar Jackson's just a different cat. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think the Broncos, their defense is definitely legit. And they live up to the hype and the potential. And they're going to get it done. So I'm going with them. Uh, yeah, maybe it's going to be like a three-point victory. It might be one of those, like, nerve-wracking, oh, God, games. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it, though. But I'm picking my my Broncos because I, I just believe in that defense. Von Miller's playing unbelievable football. And now that more more guys are getting sacks in the game, I mean, this this is going to be fun. <laughs> Can't wait. And, yeah, I feel like Alexander Johnson's going to have to have a big game in order for us to win. <clears throat> Next up, we have Pittsburgh Steelers, Green Bay Packers. This is going to be the Sunday night. Oh, this ain't going to be the Sunday night game. Never mind. Scratch that. So, Pittsburgh Steelers, Green Bay Packers. Um... Damn, originally I was picking the Pittsburgh Steelers to bounce back, but like, they're just not doing it. So I got to go with Green Bay. Green Bay's on the up and up. They're on the hot hand. And I thought this would have been a perfect game for the Pittsburgh Steelers to really bounce back. But after watching them this past week, nah, man, I'm just not seeing it. Sunday night will actually be the matchup everyone's really going to be paying attention to. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots. Granted, I'm going with Tom Brady on this one. The uh, quarterback over the head coach because everybody wants to know who's better. Uh, Tom Brady's better. So, Tampa Bay over the New England Patriots. No question about that. Especially if you got Mac Jones. And that rookie is not looking too good. And then uh, it all wraps up Monday night when the Las Vegas Raiders play the Los Angeles Chargers. This is going to be another good matchup. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm actually picking the Chargers to win this game. And you know what? After all is said and done, the Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be the only two teams left undefeated. That's my bold prediction this year. All this week. (laughs) I made a lot already for the whole year. So... Uh, this has been a hell of an episode. I'm glad we were able to break it all down for you. Um, this has been Eric Segala, the Elevated Sports Podcast. Be sure to like and listen. You know where to find me. And uh, hope you guys all have a great day. Stay healthy and stay elevated. 
This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.